Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, welcome everyone. It is uh, Monday, 4 p.m. Eastern, August 28th, and we are live on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Hello, Eva. Charles, how are you? I'm okay. Um, you know, our hearts go out to the to the guys in Texas. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, in fact, our guest that we're going to bring out in a minute or two is from Texas, and we hope all is well. Um, so today's show, we're going to talk about um, branding, personal branding. And, you know, I want the listeners to know we work hard at this stuff, and we've come across so many branding experts, and they're all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and some say, just go balls out and power through it and just brand and just go out and sell it. Um, and oftentimes, you know, it's a terrible strategy because we're really good at what we do, but we've never really learned actually how to brand ourselves. Well, we have some firsthand experience in we this, do. right? Because, yes. um, the biggest issue is when we, when we were unclear on what it is that we did, trying to get someone to brand us, it was almost impossible. Right. Right. Um, and what happens is, is that you've got a lot of people that will say, well, I know how to brand you, but yet that's not really the reality. You have to be very clear on it. And so in this instance, when we talk to Diane today, it's really about branding yourself because people always think that branding is about having a business when it's you brand yourself even if you don't have your own business, if you're out in the corporate world. You don't have to be a business exactly. You need to learn how to brand yourself. I think it's um, it's a unique skill to have and to own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I've noticed is people that really own that mm-hmm. command attention when they speak. They do. Right? I agree. And it's not about power. It's just about some sort of authenticity that people like to listen to and hear from. Well, and it really shows confidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, I want to give a quick shout out to our um, our new technical partners again, WP Website Help. Um, they're really good at what they do, and I strongly recommend them. And um, just a good, good old-fashioned recommendation if uh, anybody has any um, website issues and would like some good support. So, um, okay, so we met Diane uh, a while back, and um, what she does stood out, and we are going to hear a lot more. So we would love to introduce our very special guest today, marketing and branding expert, um, and also author of Brand You, which we'll talk about, which is really cool. Uh, Diane Huth. Diane, are Hello. you with us? I am. It's a pleasure to be with you both. Thank you for having me on your show. Um, and we also want to uh, 
say hope all is well out there, right? Are you calling in Texas today? I live in San Antonio, and today we had sunbeams for the first time. We are fortunate. We are right on the outskirts. We had rain, but nothing like the devastation down 200 miles away at the coast and over in Houston is just awful. Uh, my, my day job has major operations in Houston, and we've been shut down um, for five days and, and nothing on the foreseeable future. So it's awful oh. down here. But I'm yeah. wow. safe, and family and friends here are safe. But do pray um. for Houston the coast. It's awful. Yeah, we do. We have some uh, business associates there as well. Um, Eva and I both have done some work with um, Citigroup in uh, College Station and also in San Antonio. So it's a small world. It is, um, and getting by the minute. Yep. So, okay, so, Diane, you know, especially in the um, small business world and also um, for the – People that are being downsized or maybe want to change careers, you know, um, I think this is going to be a really, really good show. And when we met, you shared with us what you do and you shared it all more so with younger college students, which I think is great. But tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what you do. Okay. Well, I'm not a human resource professional. I'm not a professional career coach or guidance counselor. I've worked in corporate brand America, brand marketing for companies like Johnson & Johnson, Frito-Lay, Carnation, Nestle, CBS Television, a whole host of brand companies that you probably have in your kitchen at this point. Um, And I started, um, I'm getting to an older age, and I'm starting to transition out of the 80-hour work week, I thought, before I started learning how to promote a book. Now I'm back to 80 hours. Um, (laughs) But I wanted to transition as I, I, you know, evolved in my career, and I started teaching marketing at two different universities here in Texas about two years ago. And I was stunned when my beautiful, wonderful students um, when I discovered that they had no clue on how to get a job when they graduated in a couple months. I was teaching class, um, and it was a day class at this particular time, and this, I walked into class and I didn't recognize anybody because these kids were gorgeous. They were in suits and ties mm-hmm. and, and looked beautiful instead of jeans and T-shirts, you know. And mm-hmm. I said, what's going on? They said, well, we had a career fair today. And I said, wonderful, let me see your resume. And they said, oh, I don't really have one. Like, what do you mean you don't have a resume? Graduation's in two months. Oh, I've been too busy, and I'm stressed out, and I'm working on this project, and I really can't focus on it. And and not a one of my students had a resume from a career fair that they all attended. So I said, okay, let me see your LinkedIn page. And cricket, none of them had built their <laughs> LinkedIn page. I said, you know, and this was a private school where tuition is in they spent over $100,000 of tuition to get a degree in business, in marketing, and they didn't have the basic marketing tools to market themselves. So I was stunned. I went home, and I feverishly wrote for a week and came back and talked what was the genesis of this book, which started out as a class project and then a seminar and a workshop and a boot camp. And it's kind of evolved because there's so much valuable information to share about the career market and about how it has changed College kids don't have a clue. Those of us who are older, we have to start all over again because it has changed. It's not like it was 10 years ago, 20 Um, years ago. The digital revolution 
is completely transformed the way you find jobs. No, you're right. And, and it's funny, right? I wanted to just um, repeat what you said earlier in that these students pay are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for an education in marketing and didn't really understand anything about branding themselves, right? No, not not about branding themselves. So I, I positioned my book because I'm a brand marketer. So how to brand yourself as opposed to just, you know, find a job. It's more than that because personal branding should be with you your entire professional career, not only um, – for a job, but for a company, for who you are, if you want to change the world, you need to establish a personal brand. And so um, using, I, I use the, the marketing school skills and tips and techniques that I teach in class, and I adapt them to how you should be looking at yourself as a brand. And yeah, that's cool. the genesis of my book and, and, and what I'm here to preach about or to share, because it's such a powerful message, and if you get it, it can transform your life immediately. Well, that's what jumped off the page when we met, right? Because you were talking about this book and you were talking about um, your marketing uh, with students. And I'm saying this is really good um, and this will change the world, but it also applies directly to everyone, not just students, right? Because, you know, you could look at, you know, like our target audience could be um, corporate uh, professionals and every one of us has a LinkedIn page and a resume, right? But if you were to say, you know, what is our brand? We would, there would be, you would hear crickets, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So this yeah, Jeff, is, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Jeff, Bezos, Jeff Bezos says your personal brand is what people say about you when you leave the room. So ah. it's it is an impression that you leave with people it is just like um, it's a brand preference, just like what um, if you're exposed to a soda or a bottle of wine or a product, what is the lingering impression that you leave in people's minds? That's your personal brand, and you have to work on it to make yourself memorable, persuasive, and attractive so that people want to engage with your brand. Yeah, that's a lot different than a resume, right? Well, yeah, and if you think about it, when you leave the room, if they're thinking annoying and difficult to work with, that's not a good brand. Right, right. Right, it's interesting. Um, People will hire an unqualified person that they like over a better qualified person that they don't like. So personality and how you engage with people is also very, very important. That's part of that personal brand. So when you did this book, you kind of – connected the dots between what you have learned as a branding and marketing expert over the years and figured out how to apply it personally to individuals? Is that it? Yes. I mean, we have this this portfolio of tools and skills and techniques that I can market anything. I can market a cigarette, a bottle of wine, a, I mean, a can of green beans, a cell phone. I can market anything. So why don't I market the most important thing in your world, which is you? And so trying to explain that to people and make it interesting and relevant and giving you a step-by-step guide. I believe very much that your job search and your personal branding journey isn't, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my job. Let me go by, you know, build a resume. It's far longer than that. It's a step-by-step process. In fact, I see seven distinct steps 
that go and they start today. Everybody should start today on their personal branding journey, and that's with your social media, your online digital presence, because we all have one. And it's important to realize that everything that is online is there forever. You can look mm. at your Google page. I can go back on my, my, if I Google myself, I can go back and see things that I did in 2006. Okay? Mm-hmm. Over 11 years is archived. You just have to go back a few pages, but you do a search. So everyone to start should search themselves on Google. Do a Google search of your name. And um, one of the first things that you'll name, learn is that your name may not be distinctive. So in your personal branding, you may need to find a way to make your name distinctive. That might include a middle initial. It might include a middle name. It might include um, a descriptor. Uh, might include a title. But there might be a million Marilyn Joneses out there. How do you yeah. come and rise out that yours is the one that people will find? So part of that is really building a professional name. Um, and a lot of people don't think about it. You have to have a name. And for women, it's more of an issue. For men, you're stuck with your name forever. But we marry, and sometimes we divorce, and we have children along the way. And you have to say, what is my personal name going to be? If you're 19 years old when you get married and have a family and think you're going to keep that name forever, then go ahead and make that your professional name. But realize that if someday down the line you you no longer are married to that person, you may still have to keep his name forever because that's your personal brand. And you don't personally rebrand yourself lightly any more than you rebrand Coca-Cola. That failed a number of years ago. Um, so you have to really keep your personal name, and you have to make it unique and, and, and um, distinguishable, just like you do your whole brand persona. Yeah, that's really interesting. I remember when I, I saw the movie about Tina Turner. And she was in court, and she said, the only thing that I want from him is my name. I want to keep my name, because that was her brand, Tina Turner, yeah. right? And my name, which you would think is very unusual, there's a lot of people out there with my name. Yeah, so that's right. And, you know, Diane, um, I can also, I remember the new Coke, old Coke branding issue, but I don't want to sidetrack. Um, we talk about our target audience that, of course, by now in their career may have a resume or will LinkedIn profile. Um, but I can tell you, right? I guarantee none of us sat there and had the conversation with ourselves that you just brought up about our right. name, even starting with our name and what makes us unique. No one has done that. So already there's a huge takeaway here, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's start there and let's get away a, a little bit away from the skill set and more about who we are, right? And I think that's what we're learning here and how we could stand out, which is really, really cool. Um, we have to take our first break, but, you know, we want to come back and we want to talk more for sure about uh, Diane, and, uh, Diane uh, and your book, Brand You, which is really cool, right? So stay with us. More to come. We'll be right back with our special guest, Diane Huth, and her book, Brand You. This is Charlie Lobosco. If you're working on a development project practicing agile methodologies, this message is for you, regardless of your role on the team. Agile is a faster, smarter, and more efficient way to develop and deliver continuous results. 
If this is not happening in your Agile environment, reach out right now. My Agile coaching and certification training programs empower you with Agile skills that encourage collaboration, increase productivity, and even improve overall team morale. Now that's making a difference. I say become Agile certified the right way, regardless of your role on the team, and then watch what happens. Reach out right now to charlie at charlieandiva.com and let's continue this conversation. Your future is counting on you. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us today. <laughs> I almost couldn't spit that out. Thanks for staying with us today. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Diane Huth, and she is the author of Brand You to Land Your Dream Job, and she is known as the accidental career coach because she is a marketing and branding expert that fell into career coaching when she realized very that cool, very unique. It's great when yeah. she realized that her students had no clue as to how to market themselves, even though they were marketing majors <laughs> and how to go out there and get a job, because it really is about the brand that we present. And I even like your brand, which is so simple. But it just says it all, the accidental career coach. You know right away that you are a career coach, but yet that's not your field of expertise necessarily um, or how you started in your field. So let's talk a little bit about the book because there is so much in the book. And I know that it's probably been this process that when you first started and you wrote it quick to start um, getting that information out to your students, it's now had a lot of iterations. And so if the book really is for everybody or is it really geared for students? It is. It was originally conceived of for students, but the stuff that's in there is important for everybody. And mm-hmm. um, because we, we all have to go back from the beginning because the career search process has changed completely different. Ten years ago or 15 years ago, your career search was local and kind of personal. And today it's global. Um, there's a, a, a whole process of finding a job today. Half of all jobs are found through job boards. They're listed on job boards. And with that, there's this hiring funnel that because it's all become digitized. And today, a regular old everyday job that nothing fancy, nothing special, you know, a bookkeeping job or, or you know, customer service job, just, I mean, not, not vice president of Google, but, you know, a regular job that lots of people would apply to will be seen by a 1,000 people all over the world through the online job boards. So whereas once you were competing with 25 people now, you start out with a, a competition of a 1,000. Of those, 200 people actually start to fill out an online application. 100 people actually submit the application. So then you're one of 100. A computer algorithm called the ATS system, which we call a resume reading robot or a resume rejecting robot, scans your resume for keyword matches to the job description and kicks out 75% because it doesn't find the right keyword match so that three-quarters of all resumes are kicked out and eliminated before a human being ever sets eyes on them. And then the recruiter looks at those 25 resumes for an average of seven seconds each before he picks them to look at in more detail or rejects them. So it's a completely different ball game, and if you don't know how to be one of those 25 that get through this this funnel, you have no chance of winning the job. 
it, it's completely different. So, yes, it's very important that you learn the job skills because everybody has to go through that process. Interesting, the other half of all jobs are found through networking. It's a personal relationship. It's the going to your professional association. It's who you meet. And the older you are and the higher level of position and the more compensation, the greater percentage of jobs that are found by networking. So it's kind of a, of a two-edged um, sword here that you have to know both the, the quantitative skills of getting through this, this online search gauntlet and then how to meet and engage with people and network professionally. And so I think we have to learn all of those skills. Wow, that, that feels really daunting. But yet I think that if you get some of those skills down, it, you have an advantage because so many people don't even realize that they need those skills. Well, you know, on the resume, for example, right, if, especially if you're more established and you have a resume, you're really proud of your career, you may not want to redo it and make it keyword uh, century. Or you're not even thinking about the keywords because you don't feel like it's reading correctly. Yeah. And I do think that there must be something that you need the keywords in there, but then you also need it to be that when that hiring manager takes a look at the resume that they're not turned off by it. Right. Right. Um, for three different people. One is the computer robot that's going to find the keyword matches. And I have a tip on how to do that. The second one is the HR recruiter. He may not know that much about the job, but he's looking for corporate information that he can find. And he, they're going to look to quantify and certify that your information is correct. But then mm-hmm. when you're talking to the hiring manager, that's the person who's going to make the decision. You want things that pique his interest, that are relevant to him, and that will make that person say, huh, I want to talk to this person. So you want that, that engagement. So you're writing for three different audiences. It's not easy, but it can be done. Well, and it can't be too long on top of it, too, right? I mean, if it's if the if you're going through HR first, if it's more than, what, a page, I mean, can it be two pages? It can be two pages if you have a lot of experience. I have a two-page resume, and I think if I ever write another resume again, I will. I, what I recommend is that you have two resumes. You have a one-page summary resume, and mm. then you have your longer, more detailed resume for when you're sitting in that job thing. The, the recruiters look for four different pieces of information. They look for the, the, the job title. They look for the company name. They look for the years that you were at that position, what years, and they look for your education. So you have to build your resume so that those four key items pop out. It's well formatted. Those items are bolded, highlighted, underlined, whatever. So it's easy for the recruiter to, you know, real quick find those pieces of data as his eye tracks down. What I recommend, and this was a brilliant tip from my brilliant son, um, is that in the, you know, kind of um, that first section that you have, kind of job skills summary, right. rather than writing all the soft stuff, you know, I'm hardworking and dedicated and, you know, all that kind of stuff, um, that you could actually, you personalize each resume to each um, job application. So if the job application has a list of, of criteria, you know, a minimum of a BA college degree and four to six years of experience and must know QuickBooks for this accounting job, et cetera. So you make a little grid like an Excel and copy it in there. And on the left side, you mm-hmm. put job requirements and you put that data that they require. And on the right side of the grid, you put how you meet or exceed those qualifications. 
so when you look at it, the first thing you see is this is my requirements. Oh, this person matches. Cool. And it can be four or five lines in a little grid that's inserted at that top section of your resume. And it makes it so easy for um, the person reviewing the resume to verify how you meet or exceed the expectations. And that can also be the key part of your cover letter. How many of us have spent hours slaving over cover letter and regurgitating everything that we've done, right? No, no, no. You write a little one line that says, I'm applying for XYZ job and I'm confident that I have the skills that you're looking for. You paste in that little grid. You add two lines saying, in my career, I've accomplished these five things. And you talk about quantifiable accomplishments. I look forward to talking with you shortly. Boom. You're done. Um, that's a great tip. Um, thank, thank him for us. <laughs> I, I, I talk about it all the time. <laughs> um, you should market a template because I would love to have a template, and I think that would be really cool. But I, I love the idea. It's almost like cheating ahead of time, right? You have for each requirement, you have your little bullets already outlined kind of how you meet them, right? Yeah, and it just makes writing it so much easier because – we do struggle with the wording and what you want to put in there. But if you really, if you realize that no one is looking at these, you know, with a fine tooth comb, they're just looking for these key parts that they, that they need. And if you put those in there right up front, it, they're feeling a sigh of relief just yeah. by having everything that they need that they don't have to go through this whole thing. They like you already before they've even met you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Help- It also helps you mirror the wording, okay, because let's say this accounting job says you must use QuickBooks, and if your resume says, I do accounting software, guess what? It's not a match. You must use their exact keyword so that the Boolean search matches the keyword of their job search with yours. So you must mirror the language that they ask for. So if you put it in this grid, you say this is your requirement, and you mirror or say that those same words so that it's it's identical, then you have a better chance of of beating those robots. Oh, I think that's great. You know, and we have a couple more minutes before the break, and and I want to talk about the networking piece of it, because I think networking can work really well if you're in a big city. But what if you're not in a big city? How do you make those types of contacts? Or what if what you do isn't necessarily what a lot of people in the area do? How do, how do you get yourself out there, you know, aside from putting your resume out there? How do you network with people when you maybe live in an area that doesn't have a lot of networking? Well, you're in the best time of of our decade of our lives for doing that because you have an online presence. LinkedIn is absolutely wonderful. LinkedIn should be your number one job search website. Anytime that you want to do anything with your personal brand, whether you're looking to um, get a job or just build your career, get references, get a promotion, get selected for a board, LinkedIn is where you should be doing it. And LinkedIn today offers so much more than just a resume building site. Um, you can post, make posts which are kind of what I'm doing today. So I, for example, I posted on LinkedIn that we would be on this phone call or on this, this radio show and how to access it. That was in a post. But then you can also write thoughtful articles of a longer format and post it. And you might get hundreds or thousands of views. So it's a way to establish yourself as a thought leader. You can go through and see comments that come to you on LinkedIn, and you can respond thoughtfully to other people who have written posts. 
um, you can um, provide um, uh, your uh, on your um, LinkedIn profile. You can make attachments. You can add um, a bios. You can add profiles, articles. You can attach a whole series of documents to your LinkedIn profile, so you can have an online portfolio. You can use, um, I think it's Skillshare, or it's a SlideShare um, program that LinkedIn has. So if you have a presentation that you've made at a national convention, you can post it on that platform, and everybody in the world can access it, and then you as the author of that presentation can be found through your LinkedIn profile. So I think LinkedIn should be one of the key ways of creating a national or global presence for yourself if that's what you're looking for. I also strongly recommend that people get involved in their professional association. And there's two kinds of professional associations. One is your industry association. So, for example, I worked at a snack food company, so I took a, a leadership role for a period of time with this National Snack Food Association, which is the association that everybody in that industry goes to. So it doesn't matter if you're in marketing or manufacturing or sales or production or, or you know, quality research, um, you would belong to the Snack Food Association. Those are company organizations that companies um, belong to. So if you are a specialist in a certain industry, then you certainly want to showcase yourself through um, participation, like on a board or a volunteer role at a professional association of a national industry level. But then everybody has professional associations that have to do with your field. So in my case, I work in marketing. So the three associations that I would become active with are the American Marketing Association, which I've been a board member forever, the, Amer the Advertising Federation of America, which is for advertising people, and then the Public Relations Society of America, which is more journalist, public relations, publicity, corporate newsletter, corporate communication. Those are the three publications that encompass my profession, if you wish. And so I believe everybody should belong to professional associations in their field um, because your future boss is probably there at the luncheon with you. Those are the people who will be hiring you to work in the same capacity. Um, and so I believe very much that you don't just, you know, pay your 200 bucks to belong to association, go and have banquet chicken once a month. Instead, you need to participate. You need to be on the inside. You need to volunteer for a role on the board or a key committee and then become active. And I have three key committees that I recommend everybody who's really clever um, do. And I believe that the, the first um, committee that you should volunteer to join. Um, hang on one second, Diane. We have to take our second break. So when we come back, we'll talk about the committees. Um and I also, before we go to break, I wanted you to let us know where we can get the book. Um, my book is available on Amazon.com. Just look for Brand You to Land Your Dream Job. And I have a website with you go to HireMeNowPlease.com. <laughs> I have a gift for your listeners, which is a 15-page career guide checklist, and then that will direct you to a website. So HireMeNowPlease.com. Thank you so much. That's great. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back. Charlie Labosco and Eva Lewandowski are on a mission to make a difference in your career, your life, and the world. As consultants, coaches, speakers, and trainers, 
They each bring different skill sets to the table as well as different products and services, all of which are designed to make a difference for you. Are you looking for fame, fortune, and recognition? Need help with speaking up and being heard? Looking for the right tools for the right issue? Look no further. Go to charlieandeva.com. Check us out. Opt in to our newsletter and let's be teammates. Let's face it. Getting noticed at work can be tough. And if you're someone that struggles with anxiety when giving a presentation, voicing your opinion, or sharing your skills with other professionals, it can be even tougher. Hi, I'm Eva Levendusky and I know how it feels. You have the confidence, yet when all eyes are on you, the fear can kick in. I tried everything from Toastmasters to hypnosis and nothing helped. But in my search, I uncovered a secret. There was nothing wrong with me. I just needed the right combination of tools and support. So I developed my own program that teaches you how to calm the physical symptoms, stop the negative self-talk, and shows you how to confidently step into the role of leader, regardless of your job title. If you do the work, this program is not only effective, it's fast. So reach out to me at eva at charlieandeva.com for a free 30-minute consultation. It's your turn to step into the spotlight. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Okay, everyone, welcome back. Um, we're getting some really cool information from uh, Diane. We're getting great information. Yeah, no, this Diane. is really great. So uh, we were talking about something before the break that we want to come back to, Diane, but I just want to... Uh, Repeat the contact information that you had for the book is brand you Y-O-U, and you can find that on Amazon. So that's where we should all be going right now. We should break the Internet. And even better than that, we can go to hire me now, please dot com and get a free introduction to the book. Directly. Well, it's the 15-page checklist. That's unbelievable. It's I mean, great. Thank you so much for that, um, because you know, I, I think I think it can help us all, right? You know, mm-hmm. we were talking. So, okay, so tell us, you was recommending three committees, right, before right. the break that you, you well, you should join your professional association and not just go. You need to participate. You need to be on the inside group. So, membership is number one. They're all, and all professional associations are desperately needing volunteers. There's never enough volunteers. So membership gets you access to everybody who's a member of the organization. It gives you their name, their phone number, their email address, their company. Now you <laughs> sign probably a paper says that, no, you can't you know, import this into your database and start spamming people. But it allows you to engage in a conversation that you may not have ever had the opportunity with a leader, either the CEO or the vice president of your department, saying, hey, I'm calling on behalf of the AMA, you're, love to come and talk about corporate membership, or your, your membership is renewing, could we have a cup of coffee next week and let's sit down and talk about the AMA and how it could, could value you, and I would love to get to know you in person. It's that mm-hmm. easy to connect with somebody that instead of trying to funnel to that person through the human resources department, you'll never get there. You can engage with them as a peer or a professional in your organization through your role that you um, exercise to benefit the organization but also puts you in contact with that person. 
I mean, it's that easy. Can you imagine? Um, The second role um, that is easy is publicity, and that's basically public relations. If you write well and know how to write a press release, you could write periodic press releases for basically any organization. Um, But your name might be on the communications newsletter. You get to stand up and announce things at the luncheon, like get a press release or if anybody has any information. And more importantly, remember those... um, Google things that went back 11 years ago, those were from press releases. And so if you issue a press release and your name is on the press release, that is picked up by Google and you are referenced to that piece of content forever online. Hmm. So wow. that's one of the ways that you build your searchable brand through publicity is through press releases. And then the third one, which is so easy, is the hospitality committee. And a lot of organizations don't have one. So you just say, well, I'd like to head one up. I'll be in charge of hospitality, and what that means is at your monthly luncheon or your monthly networking mixer or whatever the event is, you get to stand at the door with your little name tag and maybe a little ribbon, and you get to greet people, and if you see a new member come through, you get to say, oh, hi, are you a new member? Let me give you a new member little ribbon so people know who you are, and tell me what you do, and oh, uh, let me introduce you to somebody. So you become the hostess of the event without having to do all the work. And you get to meet everybody who comes through. And then you can match make, say, oh, you're in that industry. Let me hook you up with another one of our members, Joe. He's in the same industry. Or you could say, is there anybody here that you would like to meet? And if they say, oh, yeah, you can introduce them to your friends and your colleagues. And then both people are appreciative to you. Now, if the person who walks in the door is somebody you want to get to know, then you say, oh, I'm so glad you're a first-time member. Please come here and sit with me, and this will be my seat. Why don't you sit with me, and we can talk some more during lunch, and I can introduce you to everybody. You've just spent you can tell you time. have a, a, an extended career with lots of different corporations. <laughs> you're good, Diane. It's <laughs> um, logical. I mean, it's it is. It really moment. is. And, well, there's a couple of other things there, right, that jump off at me uh, in your in your message and that, you know, you have to learn to like what you do because it'll come out in your demeanor. Right. And, um, you know, what you're describing between these these uh, suggestions and and social media with LinkedIn. I mean, everybody kind of knows what LinkedIn is. It's not anything we haven't heard. However, the way you utilize it, you don't have to be looking for a job. You're utilizing it. I call it smart marketing, and and that's how you establish a brand. Oh, I know that guy. He's always publishing stuff, mm-hmm. you know, even stuff like that, you know. So you develop a high-energy cadence of getting out there on a regular basis, which I think is really interesting, you know, because it all helps. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that, that everybody should have six, be active on six social media sites, not just one. Yeah. Um, there are six that are important. Um, the first one we talked about is LinkedIn is number one for career. Number two is Facebook because more than half of all hiring managers are going to look at your Facebook page because Facebook tells us who you are as a person, how you invest your time, your energy, what your attitude is in life. Um, do you spend your weekends playing video games or drinking at bars? Or do you volunteer for Habitat for Humanity? Or do you do charitable things? Are you into physical fitness and participate in um, walks and, and runs and things like that? 
Um, are you, do you are your comments laced with violence or profanity or sexual innuendo, or you, do you talk about things that are uplifting and important to people and heartwarming? So, a, a an employer is going to look at your Facebook page. So you either have to make a decision now. I'm going to make my Facebook page something that I would not mind my boss seeing, or if you say I just can't do that, that's an invasion of privacy. Then you might want to make your family or personal page private and not let it searchable and create another second public page where you talk about yourself as a professional and what you do and work and, 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 and public or civic things. So it's really important you figure out your Facebook strategy. Um, and you can go through and delete unfavorable posts. You just take that little pull-down chevron on the top right and you go delete or hide from timeline if there's things that you don't want people to see. The third yeah. piece that every should have is Twitter, and I personally don't like Twitter. Um, I don't use it much, but Twitter is really important for following thought leaders. Okay, so many people in different industries use Twitter as a platform, particularly in my field, marketing and business. So you can follow thought leaders of your industry to impress them. You can follow journalists. You can follow the icons of your industry. They will be posting content on Twitter. So you can engage by retweeting and by responding to what they, um, they tweet about or what's important or the articles that they post, often there will be an article that they tweet about. So you follow the tweet back to the article, and then you make content, you know, meaningful content or contributions to the articles that it would be seen favorably in the industry, and that's how you would become seen. And often those um, con- contributions might be picked up in the Google search that helps you get Google ranking so people find you. So yeah, Twitter can be important. And an employer yeah. is going to look at Twitter feed and say, you know, what do you spend your time? Who are your thought leaders? Are they the Kardashians or are they somebody in industry or in your profession that is, is a, a person that, that is meaningful? The yep. fourth and page. Oh, yeah. go ahead. The fourth no, page. No, go ahead. I want to hear the fourth. <laughs> Um, is YouTube. You don't think of YouTube as where you want to establish a presence, but it's very important for job seekers. You don't have, I mean, it's more than just for showing your family vacation pictures, right? Um, what you do with YouTube is it allows you to follow companies or follow individuals. So let's say you want a job for XYZ company. You want to work for Procter & Gamble, you know, the best marketing company in the world. You want to work on the Pampers brand. So you go to their YouTube page you subscribe to that YouTube page for both of the company and the brand you want to work on. And anytime anybody in the company posts a, a new video on YouTube, you will get an email alert that says, Pampers just posted a new video. You click the link, you watch the video, and then you shoot off a message to the recruiter at that company or to the hiring manager or whoever you're trying to engage with saying, I was so impressed by your new campaign, I believe you're right on, da, da, da. you've established a dialogue because you've been alerted through YouTube as to what the company is, is doing and what's important to them. It's incredible. News, and, right? you know, to your point earlier about um, this is a good time now because of the various social media um, but the flip side is, right, the bar is really high and the competition is really high. And if you want to get ahead and you want to take your career to a higher level, 
you really have to come out and work it and not necessarily to sell it, but to kind of uh, be a presence out there. And that all of what you have been talking about rolls up into your personal brand, right? Right. You showcase who you are and your values and your contribution um, through using these social media sites and using your professional association because um, you deliver, you offer a brand promise. I'm going to be the best XYZ person that you have, and you need to deliver on it, and you need to show proof. Yeah, uh, unbelievable stuff because mm-hmm. it's not what we normally do with any of that, right? We Our LinkedIn profile highlights our skills, not who we are. Right. Right. Um, and we don't usually use the social media to content share or content comment and be known as that presence, right? Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. So that's also great advice, um, Diane. We um, have to take our final break. There's a couple of other things that I wanted to go over when we come back. So um, we're not done yet. So stay with us, guys. We'll be right back with our special guest, Diane Huth. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information, go to charlieandeva.com. That's charlieandeva.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Well, this has been a really, really fast hour. It's been crazy. We've gotten so much great information um, to catch you up if you just. Joining us, we are talking with Diane Huth, the accidental career coach and the author of Brand You to Land Your Dream Job. And you can find the book. You know, we always like to start this segment with um, what we can do starting tomorrow. And we've already gotten so much great information. But the one thing you can do starting tomorrow is go get the book. Mm-hmm. And you can get the book on Amazon or you can go to HireMeNowPlease.com. And you can find the book there as well as... She's offering a gift to our guests, which is a 15-page checklist. So definitely go there, check it out, sign up, and get your free book, your free checklist. The only thing I say, Diane, is you take you're taking away all my excuses because now I had there's no excuse, right? <laughs> there's never an excuse, um, <laughs> but we've got a million of them. <laughs> That's our next book. So I know that. Before we start getting into um, what we can start doing tomorrow, which we already have quite a big checklist on that, I know you still have some questions. So yeah, I wanted ahead. to um, ask, um, and it's not something I don't think you can answer uh, completely in one or two minutes, but when we talk about the elevator pitch, right, and that also is about 
everything. It's first impression. It's introduction. It could be for a job. It could be for anything. Um, and the example I have is uh, the other morning I was watching a show, a business show, and someone was pitching. They had one minute. And one person said, well, your pitch was good, but you didn't describe who you were. Another person said, well, um, it wasn't so much who you were, but I, you didn't tell me the price. So, you know, in a, in a one minute elevator pitch, I mean, is that something that you have to put all of that in? <laughs> kind of yeah, complicated. The, the whole concept is if you walk into the elevator going to the 56th floor in New York City and you walk to the icon, you walk in and the icon, the person you've always wanted to meet your whole life is there in the elevator. You've got 30 seconds to talk to him. What do you do? Do you stand there dumbfounded and ask for an autograph? Or do you reach out your hand and say, hello, my name is Diane Hoos. I'm a personal branding and marketing expert. I'm the author of Brand You to Land Your Dream Job. I help people, da, da, da. And so you have 30 seconds that you prepare very carefully with four pieces of information. You introduce yourself memorably with your name. You say what you do and what you can do for them. You offer proof. You say, I have trained over 1,000 professionals on how to um, get a job with a 70% success rate. And then you have a call to action. You ask, I so enjoyed meeting you. Could I send you an email? Could I connect with you on LinkedIn? Could I come up and meet with you for half an hour and a cup of coffee? You ask for something. You don't let them walk off that elevator. So there's four parts. You introduce yourself, what you do and what you can do for him. Um, you have proof that you can do it, demonstration of, of that what you do is what you, you know, what you say you can do, and then a call to action, what you want out of that interaction. And you can do that in 30 seconds. But you that have is, to practice. And you have to practice. And you know what? If you want to go to uh, starting tomorrow, I'm going to make my own little grid based on what we heard earlier and apply it to the elevator pitch. I'm going to have four things on the left, which would be my requirements, and then I'm going to have to speak to each one individually. And then from there, I can develop, you can develop a practice uh, routine from it. Yeah, because typically when I think of branding, right, like you're the accidental career coach. Now, if I'm just working in, in corporate, um, what would be my brand that would just kind of sum up in a nutshell what I do? I mean, do people typically say, well, I'm the marketing director or I'm a developer or I'm, you know, how do you make that stand out a little bit or do you, or is it just, you know, really having that 30 second elevator pitch under your belt with um, what you do and what you do for them and proof of what you've done. And then their call to action. Is that all, is that whole thing a brand or do you also need kind of a title besides your name? Well, we all have titles, and, and we can title ourselves. But what you want is for people, remember when they leave the room, they want to say, that is the best um, guy. He is absolutely the most reliable. You can. He's the go-to person. You want people to talk about you favorably, and mm-hmm. you want that to be your legacy, is that you, you have a brand promise. I promise to do this, and boy, do I deliver on it. Because That's the fastest it. way to lose any customer is to fail to deliver on what you promise. Right, and and I agree, and I think that was a a great question because not everybody is um, a small business or a large business or an independent business, and many of us are working in corporate. Right. So, and I agree, and it could be, well, you know, my name is Charlie, I'm a 
developing manager or whatever and and but you want to show the high energy so that when you leave the rooms wow that guy has a lot of energy or um he's a delivery expediter i bet if i need something if i need to get from point a to point b as quickly as possible he might be the guy right right so you have to think like that i mm-hmm. think and i think again <laughs> i go back to the grid that stuff you can put on there and work with right it's really cool <laughs> yes absolutely um, one of the tips that I give to everybody, and this includes people in corporate America, because honestly, everybody in this, listening to this, you need to be prepared. Everybody will be lose their job at some point in your career for reasons beyond your own control. It just happens. Mm-hmm. Shift happens, and you need to be prepared to not have your job. And so I believe and I strongly recommend that every professional with any time of experience under their belt should have their own consulting company. And it should be, I mean, you don't have to spend time or money doing it. You don't need to set up an LLC or an or you know, an, a corporation. Don't do any of that. You can anybody can do a consulting company in their own name. You don't even need a fictitious name statement if it's your name. And all you have to have is like a three page website that says this is what I do and this is my my credentials to be able to do it. So you think of that as a an online digital portfolio that promotes you, and you need a nice business card that kind of is put together so that the business card and the website have similar branding and logo, you know, colors. And that lets you do something. It's your plan B that everybody needs a plan B. And it allows you to bypass the human resource department and talk directly to who you want to. Because if you apply to a company through human resources, you are part of that process where all these different people are screened, but you want to engage with the hiring manager. So uh, with your corporate um, identity of I have a consulting business, I would love to talk with you, Mr. XYZ, about the challenges in your department. You may know he has an opening, and that's your way of applying for it because you can go directly to him and not go through human resources. And it also, if you do lose your job, and many of us will or will be in between jobs, it gives you something to use as a platform to showcase who you are and to talk about yourself. I'm right now writing my next book, which hopefully will come out in October, but I don't know when I'm going to have time to finish it. And it's called Rebrand You to Reinvent Your Career. And it came by because so many of my wonderful, talented friends in their 50s and 60s are unemployed and can't find jobs today. Just talked to another friend. She's been at a company for 16 years. They're closing her West Coast division. She's out of work. So having your plan B, which is your consulting company, up and humming in the background gives you the flexibility when something happens, you whip out your business card, um, and then you can go out and network with people using your business card with your your platform, and, and that gets you through a transition and lets you really transition smoothly to your next position. You know, I think that's a great idea, and we just have a couple of minutes left, so um, I just want to touch on this really quickly. Now, aren't there some organizations, though, that if you put up a website and show that you have a consulting company, that they might balk at that? Um, you would probably have to talk about it with your, your boss. Um, there might be companies with a white paper that says you can't do something. Um, you know, I, I would definitely, if you have a job, I would talk about it with my boss to just make sure I have some, you know, private consulting clients or whatever. Um, most organizations shouldn't have a problem, and if you use it to showcase your skills, it should be okay. 
Um, but right, and especially to- if we're networking, like you mentioned earlier, and have those committees and those groups, it's a great segue as well. And well, I when I represent, you know, I you know, so I think that works. No, yeah, it does work. No, that's that's a really good way to. Um, to talk about that, about that you should probably talk to your manager. Well, Diane, thank you so much. This has really been a great, informative show. You've shared so much with our listeners. We really appreciate it. We say we get to cheat, right? And this we is always a perfect cheat. example. We learned a lot here, Diane. Uh, great job on the book um, and great uh, job helping the youth. At least we know the future has hope. Yes. <laughs> right? It does, and I'd love to come back and talk some more. I've got so much to share. Um, let me know anytime you'd like me to have to come back. Oh, that would be more. fantastic. We would love that as well. We will be in touch for sure. Thank you, Diane. Thank have you. a great night. Take care. Same to you. Take care. Bye-bye. And again, everyone, our guest was Diane Huth, and she is the author of Brand You to Land Your Dream Job. And you can find the book on Amazon and also be sure to go to the website. Hire me now, please, to get your free 15-page checklist. So it was another great show. Great show. Um, a lot of a lot of input here. A lot of content. Excellent. So thanks everyone for listening. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Have a great week. Bye everyone. You've been listening to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Special thanks to our producer Dave Olson and the Talk Zone family. All our replays are available at TalkZone.com or in the iTunes Store. Also, be sure to download the free Talk Zone app so you can listen to our show at any time. Your suggestions and comments are always welcome. Please email us at info at charlieandeva.com. Thanks again for listening.